You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host. Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. How is it going? Week 11 is in the books, all apart from this Monday night game, Tampa Bay versus the Giants. We have a lot to discuss. First off, I want to apologize for the lack of podcasts last week. I had two exams in two classes where my grade was borderline A, B. So I really needed to study up for those and make sure that I could get the best grade that I could. And it ended up just not not working out to get the podcast done. So I made some some extra TikToks going over players I liked. But uh, that is why there was no podcast. I did not end the podcast like some people were commenting. We're back to the normal podcast schedule, which is about three a week. So do not, do not worry. The podcast is here. We have a lot of games to go over. There were a lot of very shocking performances. For example, this Buffalo game against Indianapolis where Indianapolis throttled them. We'll start things off with that game. Josh Allen, massive bust this week. 15 points. I know it's not the worst performance you could have from a quarterback, but when it's Josh Allen... Quarterback who was the number one quarterback. You you start him in this matchup. You know it's not the best matchup fantasy-wise, but you're expecting at least 20. And he flops two interceptions. Got a bit of a garbage time touchdown at the end to kind of save the day. When New Orleans coming up, who they gave up a big game to Jalen Hurts, but they have been good against the quarterback. They have been a solid defense. And then New England. New England has been a very solid defense as well. I'm... Somewhat worried about Josh Allen. Uh, And it's not like I think Josh Allen is terrible or anything like that. It's just concerning when we've seen how low the floor is this season. I mean, week nine against Jacksonville, eight points. We kind of wrote that off. That's an anomaly. But he's had several other games with 15, 16 points this season. So when you've got these very non-favorable matchups, especially week 16, one of the, the playoff matchups he gets New England again I am a little bit worried about Josh Allen does this mean you trade him probably not probably not I would rather have Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen so if someone wants to make that trade do that but but Josh Allen I'm not trading him but we can't be as confident in him moving forward Carson Wentz no one was relying on him he's high floor low ceiling um or no I sorry my apologies he's low <laughs> Low floor, medium ceiling. Uh, against Houston, he'll be a good start. Against Vegas, he'll be a good start. Uh, but in these tougher matchups, Buffalo coming up, Tampa Bay probably won't start. New England, Arizona. I don't think I'm super interested in starting Carson Wentz. And he was only started in 21% of leagues, so it didn't really matter. But Jonathan Taylor was the main storyline from this game. He is now the number one running back in PPR leagues. 185 rush yards on 32 carries with four touchdowns. And then he hauled in some receptions 
for a touchdown and 19 yards. 53 fantasy points on the day for Jonathan Taylor. One of the best fantasy performances of all time. And it came against one of the top rush defenses in the league. A lot of people were a little worried about Jonathan Taylor this week. They're saying, okay, maybe we pump the brakes because Buffalo, they've been great against the run. But then he put up 53. So he's Tampa Bay, another very tough matchup. But I'm not pumping the brakes on Taylor after what he just did. Then he gets Houston. That will be fun. That will be fun. Week 17, most of the Super Bowls in fantasy football, he gets Vegas, who just gave up a great game to Joe Mixon. So Jonathan Taylor, rest of season, he's the RB1 in my eyes. Now, Matt Breida, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, no one got anything done on the ground. Staying away from that for all fantasy purposes. Uh, Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton, nothing going there. This, this offense really just ran through Jonathan Taylor. It was a Jonathan Taylor day. They didn't throw the ball much. They didn't do anything except for give it to Jonathan Taylor. Uh, now, Diggs got it done with 18 points. That was very exciting to see another good game from him. He was a buy-low candidate a bit ago after the, uh, the the slow start to the season. But he's put together since the bye week uh, four straight good games and two straight very good games, 30 points, 18 points. New Orleans, New England, Tampa Bay coming up. Uh, you know, you're starting him. He's in your lineup. And I think at this point, he's such a such a big part of this offense that even if it's not a great game script, he'll catch a touchdown. He'll save the day. So I, I'm fine with Stefan Diggs as my wide receiver one rest of the season. All right, Washington and Carolina. This was a great game. This was a really good game to watch. Cam Newton came back and showed why he is a great fantasy option. He gets Miami next and then Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cam Newton should be started in those matchups. He still runs. 10 rushing attempts right off the bat. 46 yards and a touchdown. That is, what, 4.6 plus 6? That's 10.6 fantasy points just on the ground. That is what we talk about. These running quarterbacks have such high floors. Then you throw in the passing ability. He connected with DJ Moore in the end zone. Uh, Robbie Anderson had a better day than he's used to. So this is a big upgrade for this whole offense. And people are worried about Christian McCaffrey saying, oh, Cam Newton's going to take away the rushing. No, McCaffrey is essentially a wide receiver, guys. He still got 60 yards through the air on eight targets, seven receptions, and a touchdown. McCaffrey is fine against Miami. He should smash them. Atlanta, he should smash them. McCaffrey, as long as he's healthy, he's an RB1. And you're starting him, of course. Another bad game for Antonio Gibson. Now, he looked the best running, like pure running, he has in a while with five yards of carry, 95 yards, but he did not find the end zone. He wasn't targeted a single time, and he fumbled a ball. So he finished in most formats with either 6.5 points or 7.5 points. A massive dud game. It's disappointing because it's, you know, the most efficient he's been running since week two. But uh, the usage in the passing game is very dis- discouraging. Uh, he's an unreliable RB2 rest of the season. That's that's how I view him. And I would have sold him high after the uh, the game against Tampa Bay. We talked about that on the TikTok. But if you didn't, I guess just hold on because at this point, you're not going to be able to get good value. Terry McLaurin. All right. This one, I want to get the record straight. I said sell Terry McLaurin high. After the 30-point game, I think it was against Atlanta. Then he had 8 points, 6 points, 25 points, and 6 points. And I came back and said, if you did not sell Terry McLaurin high, 
you should just hold on to him at this point because he'll be somewhat inconsistent, but he's good enough that he'll have a few more massive games this season. That is the official Terry McLaurin take on the season. And we saw one of those massive games. We saw that ability to catch a touchdown, you know, high point the ball. He's an incredible wide receiver. So if you have him, just continue holding on. I was really just trying to trade him away because I was looking at the New Orleans, Kansas City, Green Bay, Denver bye week schedule series. And I didn't really want a part of that in this unreliable offense. But now that he's past that, you know, Seattle, he can do well. Vegas, he can do well. Dallas, he'll be fine, I think. Philly, he'll be fine, I think. I, I mean, I'm, I like Terry McLaurin rest of season. I did say he will finish rest of season as a top 12 guy. And then DJ Moore finally revived, finally revived. Cam Newton revived him. The first time he's been in double-digit points since week seven. The highest point total of a game since week four against Dallas when he got that red, heart, red hot start to the season against Miami. He should be started. He should be good to go. All righty. Baltimore and Chicago. The quarter, I, I don't know what to say about Baltimore. There, there was no one playing. I mean, Devontae Freeman, 20 points, blast from the pass. It wasn't very efficient, just landed in the end zone and then saw six receptions, and that really helped him in the way. Rest of the season, am I interested in Freeman? No, not really. Uh, Tyler Huntley, you know, Sammy Watkins. They're, they're no offensive players of relevance played for Baltimore, really. So I'm not really going to talk much about that. David Montgomery busted uh, big time. And this is the time to buy low on David Montgomery. It's that time of year. Buy low on David Montgomery. He gets Detroit. Arizona, Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle, Giants, and Minnesota. It doesn't sound as juicy as the matchups for the back half of the season did last year. Remember remember last year, the glory days of Dave Montgomery? It doesn't sound as juicy, but it's pretty darn good. It is pretty darn good. He has the 11th easiest rest of season schedule. Well, playoff schedule, 15 through 17. He has the 11th easiest schedule in that series. He is dirt cheap right now. Believe me, I've been seeing trades that are blowing my mind. He's still a great running back. This game was just a disaster. I think that he can really blow up Minnesota, Seattle Giants in the fantasy football playoffs. I think you need to be buying low on David Montgomery because that price is so cheap. Darnell Mooney, is he here to stay? Is he here to stay? This is three straight, really strong performances. He's the number 30 PPR wide receiver, and he gets Detroit next. His playoff schedule is very juicy as well. It's the seventh easiest playoff schedule for the wide receiver's position. So if you're looking at Darnell Mooney, and you're not really sure, is this something that I can actually believe in and hold stake in? It is. Darnell Mooney's a great player with favorable matchups, and he can be started as a, a, you know, a boom performance wide receiver three flex rest of season. All right, Detroit and Cleveland. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> DeAndre Swift did DeAndre Swift things. He's an absolute machine. We all know it. Um, he, he continues just to produce in these horrible, ugly games. I mean, 14 carries for 136 yards and a touchdown average, 9.7 yards on the ground. Massive game for Swift. 
Um, he gets Chicago, Minnesota, Denver, Arizona, Atlanta, Seattle, Green Bay. He's what I would call matchup proof. I don't really care about the matchups for Swift. He's a matchup proof running back. In most games, he sees a lot of work through the air, which gives him a very high floor, but he's also an electric runner, an electric runner. He's the number five running back right now. I predicted a top five performance, and I'm standing by that. I think Swift does finish top five. Nick Chubb, he got it done. He got it done. It's been an up and down season for Chubb. He's been hurt. He's been banged up. What's so disappointing still, though, only 57% snap share. What would Chubb do with a decent snap share? I mean, Swift is seeing 90, 70, 80 snap shares. Chubb is in the 40s and 50s. It's so disappointing because he's so good on the ground. 5.9 yards of carry. Last week, two weeks ago against Cincinnati, 9.79 yards of carry. He's such a good runner. And he just won't give him a full workload. Ah, you got it done fantasy-wise, though. And in these, uh, you know, you're not going to bench Chubb, but it's disappointing because in these bad matchups, he's a little less reliable because he kind of needs a touchdown. Uh, he, We talked about it earlier. He hasn't had a good week where he didn't score a touchdown. So he's very touchdown dependent. Uh, Baltimore, Vegas, Green Bay, Pittsburgh is his, his rest of season schedule. So in the playoffs, he has a pretty pretty tough matchup, but I'm not changing my status on Chubb. I'm not trading him away. As long as he's healthy, he's an RB1. All right. Uh, Jarvis Landry, 14 points. I'm not interested in it. (laughs) San Francisco, Jacksonville. This one will be quick and easy. Garoppolo, he's bad. He missed touchdowns. He's bad, but they won, so he's going to keep starting. Fantasy-wise, he has. it's worth noting he has an incredibly easy playoff schedule. He has the easiest playoff schedule out of any uh, quarterback in the playoffs. He gets Atlanta, Tennessee, and Houston. But I don't, I don't think I could actually start him. I think I would cry too much uh, during the game. Even if I were happy with the end results, I can't recommend picking up and streaming Garoppolo for the playoffs. I'm just staying away from that. This running back was a disaster. Uh, the running back uh, backfield, uh, both sides of the ball. James Robinson, only 11 points. This game just got out of hand very quickly for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I, I think James Robinson will be much better uh, next week against Atlanta. I think he'll have a good finish to the season. He has the second easiest playoff schedule for running backs. So he's someone I would actually be targeting low, especially after this performance. Uh, he's integral part of this offense. He's involved. He's seen a decent snap share since coming back from the injury. And, you know, playoffs, he finishes with New England, which I'm not high on, but up until then, Atlanta, Rams, Tennessee, Houston, Giants, or Jets, I mean. These are matchups that James Robinson can produce as an RB1 in, and I don't think he's going to be valued in trades as an RB1. Brandon Ayuk, oh boy. He's heating up. He's heating up 21.7785 yards and a touchdown. Mm, he has been very frustrating all season. But Debo Samuel, he, he, uh, he didn't see as many... As many uh, as much work in the run game, he saw a lot on the ground game, which was interesting. He only saw two targets for 15 yards, but he carried the ball eight times for 79 yards. Really weird. I don't really know exactly what to read into this. Are they going to use him more and more as a rusher? I think once Elijah Mitchell is back, this this goes back to normal. But this absence of Samuel as a pass catcher really did show us that Brandon Ayuk is a good player, like we all thought. 
And I think that this this really is opening up a door for Ayuk to produce rest of season. He's got a very easy schedule. I mean, 49ers have a great schedule fantasy-wise rest of season. The easiest wide receiver schedule in the playoffs belongs to Brandon Ayuk. So if he can string together some decent games against Minnesota, Seattle, and Cincinnati, I think you can have some sort of confidence in him in those playoffs. So I am buying into it a little bit. All right. Green Bay, Minnesota. Great game for fantasy. Aaron Rodgers, 32 fantasy points. Catapulted himself back into the top 10 at the fantasy quarterback position. He's coming off, you know, several lackluster games against Arizona 15. Then he missed week nine, of course, against Seattle, nine points, 32 points. Hope you started him. Uh, you know, Rodgers, it, it's, it's hard to trust him, but I think with Aaron Jones out, he will have to throw a lot more touchdowns. I mean, this was the most touchdowns he's thrown a game since week two against Detroit. And I think in these games without Aaron Jones, we'll see more of that. So against the Rams, I do like him a lot. Uh, Dalvin Cook got it done, 22 points. No real need to talk about him. You all know Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins, he's been having a decent fantasy season. People aren't talking about it, but he's the ninth overall quarterback. San Francisco, Detroit, Pittsburgh in juicy matchups. He's a good start. As always, it's been about 10 years of that for Kirk Cousins. Juicy start, good start. A.J. Dillon, nothing extraordinary, but he looked pretty good on the ground. Uh, looked pretty good as a catcher, too. Six for six for 44 yards. So I do like him as long as uh, Aaron Jones is out. The wide receivers, though, blew up. Devontae Adams, 115 yards and two touchdowns. It had been a while since we had seen this massive performance from Devontae Adams. It's really been since week week five when he put up 37 against Cincinnati. We just haven't really seen him and Rodgers together in a little while. So against Minnesota, they they reconnected, had a massive day. Rest of season, Adams, easy top five wide receiver. And then Justin Jefferson, easy top five wide receiver in my books as well. 37 points. He's been in a, on, on an absolute tear recently. 22 points last week, 37 this week. He's seeing so much volume recently. I mean, 14 targets uh, in week six, week 10, 11, and week 11, 10. And when he gets volume, the Vikings win. That's their key to success. I think they're really realizing that when we give Justin Jefferson the ball, good things happen. Uh, so I really do like Justin Jefferson rest of the season. I'm not trying to sell high like some people might be suggesting. Just keep Justin Jefferson as your wide receiver one and you'll be good. Thielen and Scantling, the two uh, wide receivers too, both got 22 points. Uh, Scantling, it came on a 75-yard touchdown. I'm not chasing those points. Adam Thielen, he got it done a lot of uh, on in the fourth quarter, he just saw a lot of receptions for like three yards, which really just boosted his his totals in PPR leagues. But he's having a good season. Uh, he's a little boomer bust, but you you got to keep him in your lineup at this point. All right, moving on. Miami and the Jets. Tua, pretty good streaming option. We talked about it before. In these juicy matchups, you can stream Tua. He's got the Giants coming up, the Jets later on. He will be good for about three more starts this season. Joe. Flacco, I'm not chasing points. Miles Gaskin, he continued the, uh, the 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 crazy consistent inconsistency. Odd weeks, he's great. Even weeks, he's terrible. 12, 8, 10, 0, 31, 2, 17, 8, 14, 5, 18. Against Carolina, it aligns. Carolina, great rush defense. He should suck. Is an even week. And then 
He gets the Giants, and he should explode. And then he gets a bye week on week 14. How is it so perfect? And then week 15, he gets the Jets. Week 16, New Orleans. Really tough matchup. But week 17, another odd matchup. He gets Tennessee in a much easier matchup. So Miles Gaskin, I think this could actually end up happening whole season. It'd be amazing if it does. But right now, yeah, odd weeks, start Miles Gaskin. Jalen Waddell is, is looking really good. He's looking like a wide receiver one. I'm going to be very interested in him next season. In these favorable matchups, I think we can start Jalen Waddell and expect great things. In the non-favorable matchups, I'm not as keen on starting him, but it's not the worst thing he can do. But he's he's definitely their wide receiver one. Nine targets, six targets, 10 targets, 11 targets. He's seeing a lot of volume, and he can always make a big play happen. You always have that possibility. And then Elijah Moore. Wow. Who would have thought? Once you get the really talented guy the ball, he'll do good things with it. Ever since the bye week, he's been great. 10 points, 13 points, 27, 13, and 29. He's finally seeing a lot of volume. He gets Houston next. I think he's good for a start against Houston. I'm then trying to back off of him against Philly and New Orleans, but then Miami, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay. I think he can be started in all those games. He's going to be really electric next season. Uh, He could be a top 15 guy next season for sure. So more interested in him long-term, but right now you keep starting him in these decent matchups. New Orleans and Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts. You are now the number one overall quarterback in fantasy football. The profit-approved quarterback. We talked about it starting in like October of last year. And then in January, I said Jalen Hurts is going to be the number one quarterback, all that. And I got a lot of hate, so I'm going to take a victory lap. But it's not over Jalen Hurts. It's far from over because you get the Giants, the Jets, Washington, Giants, Washington to finish the fantasy season. I was saying top three lock. He really could finish as the number one overall quarterback because all these other, you know, top three, top five guys have had horrible games where they actually are just sucky. Jalen Hurts' one bad game was when he was actually looking really good. He's looking better as a player. He is looking better as a player. The stat line says something different. 13 for 24, 147 through the air. There were a lot of drops. There were a lot of drops. But his actual throwing ability, pocket presence, is improving every week. I've gotten to watch pretty much every Eagles game this season, and it's been exciting to watch him develop this whole season. But then the rushing, 18 runs for 69 yards and three touchdowns. What an absolute machine Jalen Hurts has been. Keep starting him. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is um uh he he's he's a great by low candidate. Six fantasy points, but he rushed for 94 yards on 16 carries. He fumbled, so that took down the fantasy totals. But he ran the ball really well against a really tough, really tough New Orleans Saints rush defense. And rest of season, he has one of the most favorable uh matchups. Uh, schedules. So I think that he is someone that I'm interested in. He saw volume 16 carries on only 46% of the snaps and he looked good with the with the run game. Um, looked better, I would say, than Howard and Scott. So Miles Sanders, I'm trying to buy low on right now. I think the window is about to close. Devontae Smith, you know, 10 points, I'll take it. You're, you're not ever going to be expecting or relying on him this season. 
But it gives me a lot of confidence heading into this uh, next stretch of the season, you know, the playoff schedules. Uh, you know, this is, I think, about his new floor. I don't think the floor is now five or two points. I think 10 points. He's so, so involved in this offense at this point, way more than he was earlier in the season. So I really do like, um, I really do like uh, Devontae Smith the rest of the season. All right, Houston and Tennessee, an ugly game for Tennessee. Just an ugly game. I don't want any of these running backs. I don't want any of the wide receivers except for A.J. Brown. I'm not chasing this madness. I hope A.J. Brown is healthy really bad. Uh, Tannehill collapsed four interceptions. Horrible game for Tennessee. It doesn't have me extremely worried, though. I think this was just one of those one of those days. Tyrod Taylor, though, came through with 18 fantasy points. He gets the Jets next week. He should be started. He is a great streaming option. He can run the ball, and he can throw pretty decently. So in favorable matchups, I love him. Um, Brandon Cooks, I really thought he'd be doing better at this point. Um, Jets really is my uh, cutoff point. If he can't produce against the Jets, I'm out on him. But I still think you should try to buy low on him before this week. Cincinnati and Vegas. Horrible game from the quarterbacks. Great game from Joe Mixon. Decent game from Jamar Chase. Everyone else kind of sucked. Um, <laughs> this was just, uh, I don't know. Not a great offensive game, even though the score is 32-13. to 13. Joe Mixon got most of the work. 30 carries, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. It was like the, um, the Jonathan Taylor game in a smaller scale, but the whole offense just kind of went through him. Uh, Jamar Chase did save the day, his day, with a touchdown, at least. But Joe Mixon, he has been great this season. Number six over, uh, PPR running back, number four in standard leagues. He has Pittsburgh, Chargers, San Francisco, Denver, Baltimore, Kansas City. So a, a decent schedule rest of season for him. Nothing extraordinary, but nothing to the point where I'm worried at all. It's, I think, the 17th strongest or 17th EVAist, right in the middle. So I really like Mixon rest of season. He should continue to produce as an RB1. Dallas and Kansas City. Wow. Dak just lost any hopes he had at MVP. Any hopes he had at being, you know, finishing as a high-end quarterback. Won this season, too. Uh, he's now the 15th overall player, 14th overall quarterback. 0.6 points. Patrick Mahomes, hardly better. Uh, six points. Man alive. Man alive. This has been a brutal season for Mahomes. I mean... It, it, the total, he's the number two quarterback. But in reality, it hasn't been that. That hasn't been the story. It's bolstered by a few massive games, but he has had far too many, you know, five-point games, six-point games for him to be considered the best, uh, a top-five fantasy quarterback this season. Because it doesn't matter exactly how many points he scored in the whole season. The consistency is so important, especially from a quarterback. And he has, at this point, lost you week 11. He probably lost you week 9. He probably lost you week 7. He, he might have been okay week 8 when he scored 13. But he has had far too many games where he has absolutely taken away your, your chances to win. Um, I don't know what to do with him rest of the season. I really don't. Because he has shown so many games where he puts up 36 points. I mean, he overall scoring, he's the number 2 quarterback but he's been so unreliable and the floor is so low 
So I think, I, I guess he just, first off, after week 10, I kind of, I would have traded him. I would have just cut ties with him and tried to get, get someone like uh, Justin Herbert. But if you have Mahomes, I guess you just got to keep playing him and crossing your fingers. Zeke and Pollard didn't do much in terms of fantasy. Uh, this game was really bad for Dallas because they lost C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. So the offense was just garbage and, and Zeke got hurt. It was just a brutal game. I'm not reading too much into it for Dallas. But Clyde edwards Hilaire came back with 15 points. That was a nice, nice uh, gift for fantasy owners who have been holding on for so long. Uh, so hopefully he can keep that up. Um, I really just don't know how to make a prediction on Kansas City. We see so many different sides of Kansas City every single week. Tyreek Hill is really the most reliable one here. He and Kelsey are the only ones that I really have faith in week in and week out. He's a number two PPR wide receiver. He was my favorite choice for number one overall wide receiver this year. That could happen still. That could happen still. And then Kelsey, 18 points. He got it done. Two more games to talk about. Arizona-Seattle. Arizona beat up on Seattle. They're an A.J. Green batteries dying play away from being 10-1 and one at this point. They look by far the best team. They've won two out of three with Colt McCoy as quarterback. James Conner is an RB1. And Rondale Moore, he came in clutch in lieu of uh, DeAndre Hopkins being out. Saw 11 targets, hauled in all of them for 51 yards. Obviously, that that uh, incredibly inefficient. But um, it, it's, it's a really nice thing to see him get uh, the, the ball. The ball. Um, we didn't see the upside, but really this is pointing towards next season. I would be higher on him having a bigger role in this offense. Anyways, this offense is about to change completely with Kyler Murray and Hopkins being back. Uh, you know what to do. Start start those two. And James Cotter will still be a RB1 as long as... Chris, uh, what's his name? What's, uh, Chase Edmonds is out. Uh, so... So really, really just fantastic football by Arizona recently. Now, other side of the ball, Seattle has been horrible. Horrible season. Russell Wilson is struggling big time. It seems like he came back way too early. He he does not look like himself. The offensive line is brutal. I mean, he has been horrible. He's been horrible. Now he gets Washington. I don't have any faith that Seattle can win that game. I really don't. Then he gets San Francisco who's looking hotter and they could beat him too. They really only have a few games the rest of the season where I think they can win. Detroit, Houston, and Chicago. Those are the only ones. They could finish with a five or six game uh, wins total. So brutal, brutal game. DK didn't get anything done. Tyler Lockett had the most with 15 fantasy points. Uh, but nothing exciting, nothing to call home about. Uh, I just, at this point, I would probably try to move on from any Seattle players I have because this offense has shown an uncanny ability to just completely disappear even though the talent's there. So I might try to move on from Lockett and Metcalf and just try to get someone more consistent, more reliable on an offense that doesn't just disappear. Roethlisberger, 21 points. We're talking Pittsburgh Chargers now, but nothing compared to Justin Herbert's 34-point game. He ran the ball 90 yards. Massive game for Justin Herbert after a dud in Week 10 against Minnesota. He's been up and down all over the place, but at the end of the day, he's the number four quarterback overall. He has some nice matchups coming up. Cincinnati, Giants, Kansas City, Houston. 
I think he can finish as a top five guy rest of season. And he's someone that I was trying to trade for a few weeks ago because of that playoff schedule. He has the fifth easiest playoff schedule for a quarterback. And I think he will be absolutely fire for the rest of the season. Um, now, there will be a few games where this offense struggles because it's a lot of young talent. But Justin Herbert is incredibly talented. He has incredible weapons. So I am willing to ride out those few bad games and take the 34-point bombs. Austin Eckler, 41 points. My goodness, he's now the number two PPR running back. I can't believe he was going in the second round. I can't believe it. Uh, He ran the ball 11 times for 50 yards and two touchdowns. And then he caught a lot of balls as well for two touchdowns. Four touchdowns in total, 65 yards through the air. Massive game. RB1. I don't see a reason to to be lower on him rest of season. He's an absolute uh, a beast. <laughs> and Najee Harris saved the day with a touchdown, exited with an injury, came back. Great to see him healthy. Uh, rest of season, I still am viewing him as a top five running back option. He He would have had a much bigger day, I think, if he hadn't gotten out of this game in that fourth quarter because he missed essentially two goal line uh, performances by the uh, the Steelers. And I think that some of that would have gone to him. If he hadn't been out, I think he would have finished with 20 points. But uh, he hasn't been explosive at all this season, but he's been very consistent. He hasn't had a dud game except for week one. So he is looking like a fantastic uh, long-term running back. Yeah, excited about next year. But this year he is what he is and I'm not panicking about anything. Deontay Johnson got got it done, 101 and a touchdown, 23 points. Finally gave us kind of a big performance. He'd been consistent, but we hadn't seen, you know, something exciting until this game. He really went off. Cincinnati, Baltimore, Minnesota, he should be started as a, as a mid-end wide receiver too, rest of the season. And then Mike Williams reemerged back from the dead. I said last week he needs to perform or else I'm out of him, out on him. Now, uh, in him. Okay, out on him. And he did not perform. I said, all right, cutting ties. I'm done with him. Then he comes back and puts up 20 points. And uh, you know what's really dumb is how good his first start of the season was. That after all this turmoil and disgusting performances, he's still a top 15 fantasy wide receiver. <laughs> um, he's he's boomer bust, I guess, rest of the season. We'll have to see if he can he can continue to produce I don't like that a lot of it came on one play. That makes me a little hesitant because he didn't see much more volume than he has rest of season. It just, they forgot to guard him on a big touchdown, a 55-yard touchdown. So that's where a lot of the points came from, but uh, he should still be rostered and in nicer matchups started. Keenan Allen has been absolutely fantastic lately. Ever since the bye, 19 points, 22, 17, 20. He's a PPR machine. He's seen double-digit targets in the past four weeks. He should be started as a high-floor, high low-ceiling wide receiver one rest of season. All righty, that really wraps it up. We'll talk more about buy lows in the next podcast and on TikTok. I do want to remind you all that the new giveaway item is a Josh Allen Panini Select rookie card graded 9.5. It's an amazing card. goes for around 800 on eBay. I'm giving that away to one lucky PrizePix depositor. So download PrizePix, use promo code PROFIT, make your selections for Monday night, and you'll automatically be entered in that giveaway for that Josh Allen card. So thank you all for listening. I'll be back in a few days with some buy low candidates and some more just players that I want to talk about more in depth. This was just the overview of week 11. But once again, thank you for sharing 
your Monday afternoon with me and I will see you next time.